and welcome to the very first episode of the Warhorse Journal, where we get to chat with authors, artists, and authentic equestrians from across the country and around the world. Today on the Warhorse Journal, we are blessed to get to chat with the Executive Director of the Museum of Chincoteague Island, Cindy Faith. Cindy was recently inspired to help save Bibi Ranch, which was the setting of the book by Marguerite Henry, Misty of Chincoteague. Through this book that was eventually made into a movie, Marguerite brought a spotlight to the ponies like Misty, who desperately needed a home, and also shared the unique beauty that is Chincoteague Island. It is an honor to have this story be the first episode of the Warhorse Journal, and I hope you become inspired to also help preserve the BB Ranch on Chincoteague Island. I'm so happy to get to share this interview with you today. Now on with the show. So today on the Warhorse Journal, we're talking with Cindy Faith of the Museum of Chincoteague Island. Hi, Cindy. It's Chris Hike. Hi. We're having a beautiful day. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I stumbled across on Facebook is how I found out about your museum and your current efforts. And we're going to cover all those topics today briefly. But could you please, Cindy, just for our audience, maybe they've never heard of the Wild Ponies of Chincoteague. Could you... Give us, start off with that brief overview of the Wild Ponies. Of course. So we certainly feel just so fortunate that, you know, we have been plopped in what we think is like paradise right here. But um, there's two islands. There's sister islands here. We live on Chincoteague. That's where the um, the homes and the residents and all that um, are. Uh, but just across a little body of water is Assateague Island, and that is a wildlife preserve. Um, so it's owned and maintained um, by the Fish and Wildlife Refuge system. Um, and on this island is a, a group of wild ponies who are descendants of, of horses um, that came here from shipwrecks in the 1750s. We know for sure there was at least one shipwreck then, and there have been others. Um, but what was once a wild Mustang uh, over time has changed um, they're a little bit smaller, so they're definitely a, a pony size, but they have lived and flourished on this barrier island for hundreds of years, um, generation after generation. And in the 20th century, the uh, island of Chincoteague wanted to come up with a fundraiser to support um, and the creation of a, a fire department. So one of their great ideas was, hey, what about these wild ponies on Assateague? Why don't we um, you know, do a roundup? and collect some of the foals, sell off some of the foals, and with that, maybe we can make enough money to support not only our fire department and our island, but also give back to the ponies. And that is where the relationship began. Next year will actually be the 100th anniversary of that creation fire department. So um, it's a huge event. You know, we call it our Super Bowl. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a town of 2,800 people, and we easily have 30,000, 40,000 people that will come to just kind of celebrate the island and the event. Ponies live, uh, you know, 99% of their life over in the wild, uh, and people flock here to see them. They're beautiful. The habitat's beautiful. So that's where, that's kind of the backstory of it. We just, we're just blessed to live in such a great place. It's a beautiful area, um, and the ponies have 14,000 acres of grazing over there. So there's mm -hmm. plenty of room for them to spread out and run around. So the 100th anniversary is next year in 2024? Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than two years during World War II, 
And also COVID threw things, you know, a kink in things where they had an online auction, but they didn't actually have pony penning. Other than those years, it's been a hundred years of pony penning and the fire department. Do you have something planned special next year for the hundredth anniversary? I'm sure we'll come up with something and the fire department technically owns the ponies and I am quite sure they're going to come up with something really grand for that event, but I'm not privy to that yet. It'll be a surprise for me too. So maybe when we initially spoke, I had contacted you about the Warhorse Endurance challenges and us dedicating $5 from every entry to the next challenge, which if it's okay with you, we're thinking of naming it Misty's Legacy 100 Mile Challenge. And then we're going to open that up this weekend on Mother's Day, actually. I couldn't be happier. Um, We are... (laughs) We're just so we're thrilled that you would even consider it. Um, I'm thrilled that anybody who wants to participate would be willing to. And I'm sure, you know, when I kind of explain to those who don't know about Marguerite Henry or the purchase of the BB Ranch and all that, I hope they're excited about, you know, being involved in it. We're just, we're very grateful for it. I think we'll have to do it next year too because it's the 100th anniversary <laughs> okay. we just would have to do All it again right. again next year you might so, well we won't stop you i think it's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> i actually i've talked to my husband if we could get enough pet sitters and a farm sitter to actually go and bring the plaque of all the people who participate in this 100 mile challenge to bring that down to your museum but we'd love for you to come you need to just make it happen and then we can yeah. meet and we can take you over to the ranch and, and see all that for yourself. Planning for next year, this year, is a, is a wise idea. Some people are getting their hotel rooms well in advance. I mean, this really is a small town. Mm-hmm. But somehow, some way, we managed to make it work with all these people coming to visit. Um, but, yeah, sometimes you, you have to do a little bit of a, you know, planning well in advance, which isn't my forte. I usually am just kind of a last-minute kind of girl. But this is something that needs to be done well in advance. Before we talk about the BB Ranch, Could you speak to the book and speak about Marguerite Henry? Because as a Marguerite Henry fan, I am super happy to have you kind of representing her in this space today. Wow. Well, I'm honored. So um, Marguerite Henry uh, grows up, lives for many years. She's living in uh, Illinois and Wayne and is a author. And she is eager to write about ponies and horses. That's like her forte. Um, She's always been passionate about them. And she's at a meeting with her editor one day, and he has an article about Pink Fatigue and about this event we do called Pony Penning. And she's, you know, intrigued by the story and decides, okay, I'm packing my bags. I'm going to go do this for myself. Uh, when she comes, she brings her new colleague with her, who is Wesley Dennis. They have hmm. never worked on a project before. So Misty is the first one where Marguerite Henry and Wesley Dennis kind of collaborate on, on the book. She comes to Syncatig and stays at a little bed and breakfast in town. And the woman who runs it gives her the advice that if she's going to write about this pony pending event, that she should really go talk to this man that lives down the street. His name is Clarence Beebe, and he is just an expert. He owns a lot of Shinkatik ponies. He's a stockman. He raises them to sell. He's involved at the fire department. You know, he's he's the expert, so go speak to him. And so she does. She, you know, trots on down Ridge Road and meets Clarence and Ida Beebe uh, in the book, their grandma and grandpa Beebe. And she also meets two of their many grandchildren, um, Maureen and Paul. They're living on the farm with their grandparents at the time. 
And she meets this brand new born little filly um, that's just, you know, brand new baby, foal. And she falls in love with this foal named Misty. And the rest is history. She writes an incredible book. It's a huge success for her personally as an author. And it opens the door to the world to, you know, Shingatig. They, you know, the book is in other countries. It's in, I believe, seven other languages. So obviously the exposure the island got from this book, you know, we, we just never had that before. Mm-hmm. And so people started being interested in Shingatig based on the fact that they had read this book and it helped with visitation. And this is where um, truly the love for the ponies just gets ignited. And it's just, um, it's been nonstop ever since. So Marguerite Henry is somebody we all on this island just really admire uh, appreciate the love she had for the island. She came back to visit here many, many times over the rest of her life. Um, she ended up writing four books about Shinkatik over a 50-year time period. Mm-hmm. So that first book, Misty, was written in the 40s. The last book she wrote about the island was in the 90s. So a 50-year, you know, love affair mm. <laughs> uh, with Marguerite Henry and the island, um, you know, just at a time when we were trying to, like, nurture that that tourism industry along. She is just helping us time and time again. And she absolutely, it was genuine. She loved the island. She came many times to research a book, of course, but then many other times just to come on vacation. Um, she absolutely adored the BB family. She came for both Grandma and Grandpa BB's funeral. I mean, she she really did feel like she belonged here. Could you share a little bit more about who Grandpa BB was? So yes, yeah, so Grandpa BB uh, is somebody who uh, his his parents had moved to the island, um, and he decided, of course, like many people, you have two choices on this island: you either are working with the ponies or you work on the water. And he decided that the ponies were more his forte. He inherited and then purchased through a long bit of time, um, basically the whole southern end of Chincoteague Island, um, which land was cheap back then. And he ended up with well over 100 acres of of land. Um, Not a palatial home. He did not have a... Um, a ton of money. So this isn't somebody who was a a big high roller. He was a working man. He married somebody uh, from the island and they ended up having uh, quite a few children, I believe 12 children. So he worked his whole life on this ranch that he became an expert. There was a time Grandpa Bibi actually had more ponies than the fire department. Uh, There were other people that grazed their ponies on his property he was considered an expert in um, horse and, and pony behavior. So he, he really lived the life of this, you know, horseman. Um, eventually he passed away um, and his wife, uh, Ida, or Grandma Vivi, she's not in a position to take care of all these ponies. So the entire herd is just given to their son, Ralph, and Ralph ends up taking care of the ranch from that point on. He also lives on the same, you know, parcel of property. Um, But the rest of the siblings over time fell off bits and pieces of it. I mean, we're talking about 60 years ago. um, So over those many years, different aspects are are picked off. Um, So we're just left now with the last 
just over 10 acres of land. Mm-hmm. Um, just so happens that this parcel is the same parcel of land where uh, one of the homes is still on the property and the barn where Misty um, lived, you know, most of her adult life, that that barn was on this piece of property. Um, so the museum um, is attempting to purchase this piece of property to protect it, uh, to keep it out of the hands of developers who honestly um, are hovering to purchase it. Um, but we are, are not going to let that happen. <laughs> so that's an awesome segue into a Facebook post to how I, I found out about the museum and about the BB Ranch. So, um, I mean, some people might have not ever known that the, these were actual an actual family, that the BB Ranch yep. was an actual place. Tell me about this Facebook outreach to try to save the ranch. So, so it's been uh, almost three months ago. Um, the BB family uh, who own the property still in the same family. Billy and Barbara are brother and sister, and Billy BB uh, is turning seventy. His sister's in her eighties, and it's just you know everybody who listens to this who've ever taken care of any animals, you can understand how um, a ranch like this with animals, it's um, both physically and financially. Um, a challenge sometimes, and so they have decided that they can't do it anymore. Uh, They could have just put the property up for sale like anybody else with a realtor, but instead they came to the museum, let us know the situation, and said, we have been offered $625,000 from a developer, but instead of going that route, we really would rather the museum consider buying it and protecting it, not building on it. We, um, as much as we want to do that, we just don't have the funds to just up and write a check and buy it. So instead, we decided, you know, this book is has impressed upon people. Um, people love the story over, you know, generations. Maybe we just put it out to the public and ask for help. And maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get the help we need to buy it. So about 10 or 11 weeks ago, we put something out on Facebook. We did a press release. Um, and said, explain just this, that we want to buy it. We want to keep it from being developed. Um, and if you're able, here's the ways you can help us. Go fund me, PayPal, you know, send us a check. Mm-hmm. And we have just had overwhelming response. Just, we put the property is under contract. We are closing on it on June 30th, which is a huge hurdle in and of itself. Up until this point, it has been just a, a word of honor and a handshake from the BBs that they were going to sell it to us. Once we put it on Facebook, they were approached by two other developers, and mm-hmm. one of them offered them a million, a million dollars for the mm-hmm. property. I mean, you, me, anybody. I mean, somebody offered you almost almost $400,000 more for something. You're, you might, for a split second, be tempted. Mm-hmm. But they declined it. They said they promised it for the museum. So um, just I've got nothing but respect for that family. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, we've gotten... You know, people supporting it. We've personally done many different fundraisers. We're still doing uh, more fundraisers, but we just crossed the $450,000 mark. That is incredible in and of itself to do a fundraiser Mm -hmm. with just Facebook, basically. And we get letters all the time. People are just so generous with their memories about how Misty changed their life or how Marguerite Henry, you know, meant so much to them. Um, Those letters are just cherished. We're just going to keep 
keep those forever. We have we do have somebody that has offered a matching grant. Um, so they have said if we we take care of a couple things on the property, um, they just wanted us to do an environmental assessment and a couple other things. If we do that and they get we get like a you know clean bill of health and all that. Um, that they will offer $100,000. So we are just waiting for that report to come back, and that would bring us way, you know, over the 550 mark. Mm-hmm. So we are so mm-hmm. close. But, um, you know, as people you move on to other things, it's not like the energy that was coming in, you know, a month or two ago. We are still getting donations, but it's not as quick as it had been. So I really do think with health we're gonna we're gonna get to that six twenty five, but I think we might get it right at the closing bell mm. <laughs> on June thirtieth. Yeah. So, but we we couldn't be happier. People are are just the most generous. People who love horses just seem like they like they're the most generous people because they know the love. You know, they know that magic that Marguerite Henry had with all her books and everything. So we're just we're very excited. Tell us the best place to go to find where to send money and then what your vision is. Because I know the barn unfortunately burned down. Like things like that need to be redone. There's invasive plants that need to be removed. And quickly as we wrap up. The easiest two ways. um, One, we have a website you can donate right on there. And that's shinkateakemuseum.com. That's a big mouthful. But if you (laughs) start it out on Google, you'll find it. The other way is through there, we have a we have a GoFundMe page. You can pay through the website or you can mail a check. Many people are just more comfortable mm-hmm. um, doing that through the mail and actually saves us a buck or two. But look, any way you want to do it is just we're grateful, grateful, grateful. Um, but the, the P.O. Box is Museum of Chincoteague Island, P.O. Box 352, Chincoteague, Virginia, 23336. And we, in advance, I thank everyone for either making a donation, sharing this with your friends, telling people about it. This is the power of many. We are going to make this happen because of people like you guys just, you know, helping us any way you can. So thank you. Right before we go, just tell me the plans for the museum. Go <laughs> yeah, we're not naive. Like buying the property, um, the BBs have done the best they can with it over the last couple of years, though, because of age and everything. Um, you know, the property needs to be tidied up a little bit. The barn, unfortunately, the main barn that was Misty's, you know, home, um, that burned down in 2019. There are ponies still on the property. Two of them are Misty descendants. So one of the first things we'd like to do, and it probably won't be until next year, is to rebuild the barn. Mm-hmm. And since we're rebuilding a barn and we're a museum, we probably make it a little bit bigger than she had before. Uh, maybe have an area where we could have some interpretation or classroom activities and things like that. But other than that, you know, we're not building any residential. We're not, somebody asked once if we were going to build like an amusement attraction and the answer is no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to make it the feel that you come there and you feel like you're stepping back in time and, and visiting grandma and grandpa BB on the ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these things cost money. The house needs a little bit of care. And um, so we are going to have expenditures in the future. This hurdle that we're we're getting to the you know the six twenty five that's that's the first hurdle. We know we've got more things after the fact. Thank you so much for your time, Cindy. Thank you for this interview. I'm so glad we could connect. Thank you. Thank you. Well, keep us 
posted when you're coming on vacation here. <laughs> I hope. I hope we can get, you know how it is with animals. I mean, it's hard to get away. I, you know. Oh, I do know. I do know. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity, and we wish everybody the best. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for episode one of the Warhorse Journal. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Now, before we wrap up, I want to take a moment to ask for your support and invite you to be part of something special. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I would truly appreciate it if you would just take a moment and leave us a review. A kind review would go a long way in supporting our show, but that's not all. I also want to invite you to join our incredible community by participating in the Warhorse Endurance Challenges. These challenges are designed to bring our listeners together, encourage a sense of camaraderie and adventure. No horse required. You can complete these challenges under your own power or with your horsepower. By joining the Warhorse Endurance Challenges, you not only support this podcast directly, but you also get to experience unique adventures connect with fellow listeners. It is an opportunity for increasing connections, fitness, and a real-world milestone reward. To learn more and sign up for the challenges, simply visit our website at warhorseendurance.com and become a part of this incredible community. Thank you for being a part of our podcast journey. Together, let's create something amazing and inspire one another along the way. Until we meet again, find adventures to share and beauty everywhere.